Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. A Boys Town Christmas changes lives. Boys Town Christmas teaches children that there are people in their lives that love them and care about them and want them to have those moments of joy. With every donation this holiday season, you can send a message of hope. Visit boystown.org today. This podcast of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs is sponsored by AAA Heating and Air. Attention homeowners, due to upcoming government regulations, the current energy efficiency ratings for HVAC systems will change. Current inventory cannot be sold after December 31st. As the year 2023 starts, customers can expect to pay an average of 30% more for a new HVAC unit that will meet the new government regulations. So what does this mean for you, the customer? There's no better time to purchase a new HVAC system. AAA Heating and Air must empty their warehouse to make room for the new systems. No deals will be turned down with their 15-year parts and labor warranty plus guaranteed financing they have made it possible for anyone to get a new system call today and enjoy your new home comfort as quickly as tomorrow but you can only get this special deal by calling 803-677-1500 triple a heating and air wants to give you their best deal possible on a new hvac unit but you have to call today 803-677-1500 and tell them you heard about this deal on 1075 the game's gamecock central podcast Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, founded by Firemen with Pearson Fowler. This has been in the works for a while. We're really excited to officially have the Gamecock Central Hour. Chris Clark. And JJ has accepted an invite to the Senior Bowl already, which is awesome, uh, the Reese's Senior Bowl. And Wes Mitchell. Um, I think he's well above 200 into like the 210 range. Uh, a dude in the weight room, too, like from a strength standpoint. On the home of the Gamecocks, 107.5 The Game. The game. 
Two minutes after 11 o'clock, Wednesday morning, and welcome into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Pearson, Preston, Wes, Chris here with you. A lot more on Carolina's offensive coordinator search. Chris has updated his hot board 2.0. Oh, you did that yesterday, didn't you? That was yesterday. Do you think the next one should be like 2.1, or we just go straight to 3.0? Beta release. <laughs> the first one was definitely a beta release. It depends on how much new info you have, I think. Okay. If, is, if it's yeah, a revamp, yeah. then it's 3.0. If it's okay. like, eh, slight changes, hmm. 2.135. Yeah, like, because yeah. I mean, they, I feel like they get really, it's like, here is, you know, the uh, the iPhone 11.1, and then and instead of 11.2, it's 11.13. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why they're hesitant to, like, bump up the extra. Yeah, I don't know. I like that. Just just see what people say if you do Hotboard 2.5. Okay. You added two names. Graham Harrell, Liam Cohen. You weren't supposed to give them away. Great. Oh, Spoiler. Wait, wait, you're wait. costing Spoiler us. Alert. Yeah. All right, that'll be $10. I'll just, I'll, just Venmo, I'll just Venmo all of you that aren't already Gamecock Central subscribers. But now, but now they want to go read about. They want to go read what you That's have to right. say yeah. about right. those two folks. Seriously, there's so much information in those. I appreciate you putting those oh, out. Um, it saves me a lot of extra clicking, uh, some of which I do on my own anyway. <laughs> um, I have to say, Graham Harrell, very interesting option. Mm-hmm. Liam Cohen, of the five that you put in there, and I won't spoil the other three, <laughs> uh, Liam Cohen is like number six out of five candidates for me. Oh, I yeah. was not anticipating that. I wasn't either. I was like, oh, Liam Cohen, interesting. And then I dug yourself. into it, and I was like, you know what? I think this would be a bad hire. Maybe not bad, but it would be less good than my opinion of the other four potential candidates, at least on your list right now. Let, let me give like a hot board disclaimer first. There, there may be people listening that are unfamiliar with the hot board. So the people demand the hot board immediately, um, and so we try to deliver initial hot boards, uh, it depends. Head coaching search, like when Beamer came along, we had some names that we knew 100% were going to be in the search and an integral part of the search. Um, But sometimes some of the names are like, here's some guys with connections that make sense or some guys that have, you know, there's some level of mutual interest or a guy where it's just like, ah, you heard there was a phone call place. You know, it can be very Mm -hmm. mild. And as the thing develops, you you know, it expands and you get the 2.1. Yeah. You get the 3.0. So I think it will expand, then it will contract. Like yes. It's going to be like a zoom, then it's going <laughs> to yeah. come back down because we're going to like start to feel like, okay, this guy is actually happening. This guy's agent just wanted to get his name in the mix. Right. Right. So this is not Shane Beamer's list. This is Chris yes. Clark's list. But it's an educated list. It, it could it could have some Shane Beamer carryover. Yeah, yeah, sure. You, you <laughs> I have, hope you don't have the information. I, I, I think it's safe are, to say safe to say yeah. that there is carryover. There's some carryover. But right. we're dealing you're dealing with incomplete information yes. at this point. So you're trying to put the pieces together. Yep. Oh, maybe this guy needs to be on. Oh, get new information. That guy never should have even been on. You know, yep. you kind of are constantly mm-hmm. tweaking it. But I would say this uh, um, in Chris's favor. This was not just a Oh, that got to be a good OC mm-hmm. list. You know, like. Yeah, a lot of the lists that get put out this time of year, it's like, here are the 131 best <laughs> OC candidates for the job. Yeah. Yeah. Here, Here's the best OC in the country. Yeah. He'd See, be a good can, hire. If you can get Lincoln Riley <laughs> yeah. to come be your offensive coordinator. 
Um, so it, it's not that. But but those two names I, I thought were both particularly interesting. Kentucky, of course, uh, parting ways with Rick Scangarello. So some ties there. Um, I, I'm not asking you to reveal your sources here, but it, is the is Liam Cohen a name that you put out because there could be some interest with the SEC ties? It, is there reason to believe that there may be specific interest one way or the other? Yeah, so when I first heard Cohen's name adjacent to the search, or, or that's probably a bad word, when when I heard him it, it with some association to it, it, it surprised me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense. You know, mm-hmm. he left the college game after one year to go back to the NFL with his former boss and got an OC title. Now, my understanding is Sean McVay still runs the show in L.A., but Cohen apparently has designs on, like a lot of guys, ultimately being a head coach one day. Mm -hmm. And that could be NFL head coach, uh, which he's publicly said, or it could be college head coach. Mm -hmm. And so in order to, you know, you don't have to do it this way, but it could be helpful if you want to go get a college job. Go be a college OC. Prove yourself again in that mm-hmm. in that regard. So, from what I've heard, there's some interest maybe in you know in openness to coming back to the college game. And then, you know, we don't know if uh, you know that maybe that name. Uh, it, look, Shane Beamer, he, he said it with Jay and the guys yesterday. He got a zillion texts about guys wanting to be the OC. Some of those may have been, you know people who you know like a fan saying all <laughs> i would like to be your oc and some of them may have been actual really good candidates and no. some in between um so i would imagine that info would come across shane beamer's desk or maybe heck maybe he's even already thought about it mm-hmm. um so the question is like where does it go is there any progression to that? right i think sean McVay would be happy to let liam cohen take the credit for the rams offense this year because it's been pretty terrible <laughs> um I step back from play calling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really quickly, Chris, can you can you say the phrase Liam Cohen's name has been bandied about? Yes. I think I wrote the phrase bandied about the other day. Did you really? I yeah. really love that phrase, yeah. but I just never have a chance to use it in life. So can you use that now? Yeah, Liam Cohen's name has been bandied about oh, a little bit for the good. Nice. I like how I added in the has. Like, I'm not just saying this because mm-hmm. Preston it has. said it. It, mm-hmm. it has been. Yeah. Um, I like let, that for He bandied it. <laughs> yeah, we just did. Let Let me add one thing to the Liam Cohen discussion. This is on a very surface level, but Kentucky, 2020, 21.8 points per game, 11th in the SEC. Kentucky, 2021. The one year they had Liam Cohen, fifth in the SEC, 32.3 points per game. Mm-hmm. Kentucky this year, offense trash, mm-hmm. 14th in the SEC, yeah. 22 points a game. Yeah, so, they were 36 in the country. I will say, though, that was just like the first year that Mark Stoops has allowed the forward pass to enter the Kentucky offense. So it was pretty low-hanging fruit, it felt like. Yeah, well, but look at the drop back this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you go from fifth free fall you keep your quarterback yeah and you free the number fall one prospect quarterback of ever, all time ever in the yeah. history of football but yeah you drop all the way to last in the sec i mean i think there's something to be said for that is your pearson like objection to the idea um uh, that we don't even know will, will be an idea is it because of lack of experience or the thought that he may like bolt you know, after a it's year a couple of things. Or, so the bolt is he's, he hasn't stayed anywhere more than two years. Yeah, I think in his that's entire a very, coaching career. Right. 
the only other place besides Kentucky where he's actually been the OC was two years at Maine. Like you said, he's with Sean McVay, but he's not like Sean McVay runs his own thing there. So it's a little bit of lack of experience. I also feel like there's some fool's gold there because in all seriousness, like it's Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like, Kentucky's offense was bad, and it's gotten bad again. It's not, it's not hard, I think, to make Kentucky's offense good or better than it normally is. I feel like I feel like that's a low-hanging fruit. I also feel like the proximity to the McVeigh tree gives him a definitely a boost. I mean, I think it was Kevin Clark a couple years ago who was just joking, like, if you've had a beer with Sean McVeigh, you're going to get a head coaching job or an OC position. So I'm, I'm just hesitant. Like, the other guys on this list, both yours and other lists that I've seen, have a more appealing track record. Like Garrett Riley, the last three years, his offenses have been fourth, 15th and 10th in the country. And that's at SMU and TCU. So TCU talented, certainly first year under Sonny Dykes though. And then SMU, that's a group of five team. You're not playing as stiff a competition, but you also don't have the same level of talent. Like something like that's appealing or, or Graham Harrell who had really good offenses in North Texas. Like those things are more appealing to me than I worked with Sean McVay or was the OC at Maine. uh, No, understandable. Um, You know, I, I think Cohen did, I, I'll I'll give him more credit probably than you would for the work he did at Kentucky. Now, obviously, we got to remember that the greatest quarterback in the history of quarterbacking did come in, and so he had him to work with. Yeah, what did he have, like 24 touchdowns and 13 picks last year? That, that's very specific, so I'll, I'll, I think that was I'll it. let you. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, but, but they did. I mean, they, they lost some guys on the O-line, but that was a pretty precipitous drop. And so that's I true. think you can – you can say that <laughs> you can say that Scangarello, which is the reason he is one and done at Kentucky, did a poor job. Yeah, and you can also say I think that, that Cohen did a good job. So um, in, a, interesting. A full name. ten points per game. Yeah, that, that's drop. Yeah, it's pretty significant. And, and I would say probably they were better at the skill positions. Yeah, with those Robinson, freshman Brown, Dan yeah. Keat. Yeah, Chris Rodriguez was back. So, um, I, but you didn't have Wondell Robinson. True. Who was a 1,200-yard receiver last year. Yeah, I mean, he was excellent. Yeah. So, I mean, I think inter- interesting name, and again, it, it may go nowhere. I mean, there may not be um, – I, I feel I feel comfortable saying that he's someone that will be some part of the process, and that may mean there's a, a couple phone calls placed, not even to him, but just about him. Mm-hmm. And then it may go, let's explore this more, or it may go, absolutely not. Well, I, I don't know that yet. You all want to hear the last couple of names that have popped up on the text line here? Bring them. Um, Mike Shanahan, Jeff Scott, um, Joe Brady, and, uh, Dan Mullen, and Kevin Sumlin. Those are the last <laughs> six names that we've got. Those are very interesting. Firehouse <laughs> subs text line. Yep. Um, so, uh, well, we can go ahead and eliminate Jeff Scott <laughs> off top. That's not happening. I agree. Can all of those names be pretty comfortably eliminated? Um, uh, Kevin Sumlin, I remember hearing at some point that he didn't. Oh, no, I'm not saying Kevin <laughs> Sumlin's in the mix. 
I was gonna say as a reason Breaking to news. as a reason to eliminate him. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't think so. I also heard that you know a lot of some places that he supposedly was in charge of the offense. He really wasn't. Is one mm, thing that I'd heard. Interesting one. Um, Mike Shanahan, not Denver Broncos. Mike Shanahan. Yeah, Mike Shanahan from James Madison. Yeah. Antoine Wells, former. Yep. Good young coach. He he's actually started to be one of those names that gets buzz among fans as a yep. as like a up and coming coach. Now whether or not that means there's any tie to the South Carolina opening, I don't know. But he's all, there's always some guys that get just sort of tossed around on Gamecock Twitter or even just college football Twitter that sort of kinda it kinda takes on a life of its own. Mm. Uh Brandon Marion Brandon Marion being another one. Uh, he was Number at Texas one. now. Um Gamecock fans have always been enamored with him. Um Runs the go-go offense, which is, first of all, very uh, appropriately and um, great a great name for it. But Preston's laughing. He's a defensive guy. It's like his go-go offense. What is this? No, it's just a great, that's a great marketing tool. Like, man, we're going to run the go-go offense. And here's the what are y'all going to do? We're going to go-go. <laughs> we're going to go a lot. And we're going to go further and faster than everybody ever went. Oh, I'm so, sold. It was so tempting to do a, an impression there with that exact language. I won't do it there. <laughs> um, really quickly. Oh, Cliff Kingsbury. There we go. That's no, the get him out of here. For. Get him. Get him out of here. No, get him. He's fraud. If we that, if, if, that wasn't on the text line. Yeah, yeah, it came in. I get him. He probably right will need a job. Oh, it, was, it was the same person. So this person uh, texted Dan yeah. Mullen at ten forty five. Kevin someone at ten fifty five. <laughs> and Cliff Kingsbury at eleven fifty. Did they leave their name? Huh? Did, no, no, did, no. did not leave a name. Exactly. I will say, in this texter's defense, Preston was talking about the benefit of having someone that has head coaching experience on a youngish staff. And I, Kevin Sumlin never crossed my mind, but he would be somebody that, to extend the metaphor, maybe I would take him out on a date and see what's going on. Yeah. But, I mean, clearly a better coach than Jimbo Fisher, so it might not be a bad option. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, and it's just interesting how, you know, names just rise and fall because, I don't know, if we was having this conversation years ago, people would be like, man, yeah, he's he's on his way. And I don't, I don't know what his appetite is. Obviously, he still wants to be involved. He was coaching in the UF, USFL or whatever that is, so... I mean, I think Columbia would be a step up yeah. from that for him. I don't know what his appetite for having to be a head coach anymore. He's seen a lot. So that is somebody that would fit the profile of something I would be interested in. Yeah. Y'all keep them coming. 803-404-6100. That's the Firehouse Subs text line. Uh, I'm just going to read the names out for the rest of the hour, and Chris is just going to say yes or no. So y'all keep them going. That, that's how we're going to do this. More thoughts on Carolina's OC hire. And I uh, got to get Chris and Wes's thoughts on the USMNT's big win over Iran yesterday. The World Tournament of Soccer happening in Qatar is finally here. And with all the weird kickoff times and all the other sports happening simultaneously, it can be kind of hard to keep up. So to make sure you're up to speed, be sure to listen to Qatar Kickaround for the daily wrap-up of all the action from the tournament. From the group stage all the way to the final, Andy, Lars, and Peter are here for you with recaps and opinions of what happened that day in Qatar. Everything can be found at thekickaround.com, the Cumulus Podcast channel on YouTube, or wherever you listen. It's that time of year, in-law season, but I'm ultra-prepared with AutoBell Car Wash. The team will have my car so clean inside and out, I'll enjoy a judgment-free ride with my in-laws. Right now, buy one Super Poly Process Wash and get one 40% off online at autobell.com. Today, going through to the knockout stage, taking on the Netherlands, 10 a.m. Saturday morning. 
It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen with Pearson Fowler, Chris Clark, and Wes Mitchell. On the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. 1121, Wednesday morning. Welcome back into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour here on 107.5 The Game. Pearson, Preston, Wes, Chris here with you. Uh, just ripping through OC candidates here. I'm just reading them from the text line, and Wes and Chris are telling me yes or no. We'll get to that in just a minute. The Socceroos up on Denmark. Tunisia up on France. France is already guaranteed to win the group, though. Um, Wes, did you watch USA-Iran yesterday? Watch is probably a little strong, but I did have it on. It was on? Yeah, it was on in the background. Okay, yeah. so you weren't, like, squeezing a stress ball as that game wound down? Not really. Okay. <laughs> I but I did watch. So. I, f- I feel like we're we're making a little progress into making you a soccer guy. You're not, but I will say this. If, I mean, I like the spectacle of things. Like, that's one of my favorite things about sports is sort of the the group aspect of watching it and being able to talk about it a little bit, mm-hmm. even if I don't know what I'm seeing. So, yeah. I've, as I've long as you get attention. excited for the World Cup, which it seems like you are. You have two <laughs> soccer games on in there right now, Wes. Are yeah, you saying, I, you're, I saying Wes is, you're saying Wes's cold heart is warming up towards soccer? It feels like it. It feels like it. at least that's the how I'm pitching the world it to Cup. the people. <laughs> Chris, I know you were on the edge of your seat. Oh, the the end was terrible. Yeah, I mean it, it was it was very nerve wracking. Preston was asking my feelings as a soccer person about parking the bus like the U.S. did with like ten minutes to go plus stoppage. I said there's, I hated it. There's another phrase. Do you also hate it? Yeah. Parking the bus. Well, and they the, the couple chances that they did have, they botched. Yep. You know, I mean, they had a couple breakaway potential. And, and of course, they had the offsides. Oh, uh, God. That was yeah, devastating. Great finish. Terrible but, call. Yeah. <laughs> they clearly, refs clearly had it out for the yeah. US. I will say for everyone that's experiencing VAR for the first time and you can see basically how precise it is, it's the same thing they use in tennis. Like, is the ball in? Is it out? It's very simple. A lot of people yesterday that I guess are more casual soccer viewers that are like, wait a second, how can they do this in soccer? And we're still using using a chain with sticks on the end <laughs> to measure first downs in football. Because we're American. I guess so. <laughs> That's the answer. Kind of hate it. We use um, yards and feet. Did y'all hear meters. Charles Barkley's take on the U.S. men's national team? He was excited yesterday. He was pumped. <laughs> Looking ahead to the Netherlands game on Saturday. This is what Charles Barkley had to say yesterday, last night. They're, 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 I think they normally talk about basketball, but he was feeling soccer. We're going for the to the Netherlands. We opening up a can of whoop ass. I guarantee the oh. Netherlands in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Tyler, my man, twelve. We going, we going on. Hey, I want Spain. I, 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 oh, hey, I want Spain. I want Brazil. I want Germany. I want France. Oh, they got that boy Mbappe over there, France. He ain't no no joke. But we gonna beat the Netherlands. A national treasure, of course. Uh, Chris, do you want Spain? Do you want Germany? Do you want Brazil? All of them. All of them. Eddie managed to slip in a version of who we play for in, yeah. in the middle of that too. Yeah. <laughs> Who does Mbappe play for? <laughs> France, I guess. Yeah, I guess I was going for club team, but that's okay. That's good. Did you, did you know Mbappe before he said Mbappe? I feel like I think I might be able to pick him out in the lineup. Okay. I think so. That's pretty good. Only by his haircut. Wes? I feel like. No chance. No Killian Mbappe? He has no like chance. a sort of, like a mohawkish deal. I mean, he might have had that at one time. No? Maybe one time. I think you now he's thinking just... of Pogba. Yeah. 
That's it. Pogba had the that's other Frenchie. That's what I was, was going to say. I think of Mbappe was like, kind of closer. It was Pogba. Clearly Pogba. <laughs> Paul Pogba. Paul Pogba. Not in this World Cup, though. He's injured. Or Karim Benzema. Oh, yeah. Benzema. That's, Benzema. that's my favorite part of actually watching. I, I get, since I'm bad, I, I like. I like to hear British announcers on my broadcast. When they say things like controversy? Like if they had options, like I'm finding the one. Yeah. Because they add the, uh, it's almost like country people in South Carolina, like all of my family. <laughs> um, they add the R to the end of like A words. So Benzamar instead of Benzema. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Preston. I'm with you. That's good. It's funny because it's a. Uh... Otherwise, a non-rhotic language. But yeah, the, the added R's there at the end. <laughs> added letters. Yeah. Love it. And controversy. And what, what a, uh, aluminium. It's a good one. I don't even know what that word is. They actually just spell it differently. There's another I in there. Hmm. That's aluminum. aluminum? Yeah. No, it's aluminium. Uh, okay. It's, Football. <laughs> American. It's, uh, yeah, I, we, we can get to OC searches in here in a second. But I just know whenever I read something on the internet and it has a U mm. it's for favorite and there's a U. Like color? Yeah, I just stop reading it. I'm like, oh, I, really? I don't even want to read it. I thought you were going to say you know it comes from a reputable source. No, I'm like, I'll get out of here. This is. I'm the opposite. I'm like, oh, wow, this is not the gospel. <laughs> Probably a recipe for bland food. <laughs> that might be true. <laughs> Pea mush or whatever they serve at the. <sighs> OCs? OCs. Uh, Charlie wants to know if Garrett Riley's a real possibility. Um, I think Garrett Riley's a, a long shot. It, just a lot of reasons. Um, he was in the mix for a position on Shane Beamer's initial staff at SMU at that time. They had obviously not moved to TCU yet with Sonny Dykes. Um, you know, I don't know what Riley makes. Uh, TCU's private. Um, I think it's less than a million from what I've heard. That probably wouldn't be, you know, a, a factor either way. South Carolina, I anticipate on this next this next hire, the new OC is, it depends on who it is, but it could easily be over a million. I mean, that, that's, that's obvious. So they can pay um, very, very competitively, and I think Shane Beamer will have what he needs there. So it's not that, but I think with Garrett Riley. He um he's at a stage in his career where he's he's landed at a good spot. They're on a path to the college football playoff. South Carolina, you know, it's kind of in the eye of behold of the beholder as to well, South Carolina is a better OC job. Even if you think that, even if you think that, you know, is it such a big move that it's going to propel Garrett Riley to probably what is his ultimate goal, which is a head coaching position? Probably not. And so. Where he's at is he's in the stage of his career, still very young, right? But he's a rising star. My understanding is there are other schools that are also showing interest in Garrett Riley. So he may be able to parlay this into, you know, stay, stay put at TCU and get a nice raise, bide your time, but ultimately a head coaching position. That may end up being his next move. And all of that is assuming that Shane Beamer would even look at him and say that this is definitely the guy I want. Mm. I think there's a thought that he would – you know, be interested in bringing him on staff because that, that happened last time as well. Right. Well, and, and no small part of that, of course, the relationship that Shane has with Lincoln is that like 1% factor, 10%, 38, zero. I mean, in terms of pursuing or wanting to pursue Garrett. Yeah. I or, mean, or even, or even Garrett potentially having interest. 
it could, I mean, it, it, yeah, I mean, it could help because there's some carryover. You know, so one percent. Like, I, I would go maybe a little higher than that, but I don't think it's going to be like a deciding factor in the whole thing. Like, it's not going to be an, a, a significant portion of the decision. All right, there we go. Asked and answered. That's uh, that was from Charlie. Appreciate that. Want to hear more from you guys? Thoughts? Coordinators, just throw out names if you want to. Or characteristics, Preston, you have something to say. Just to bring this home, I was, in fact, thinking about Pogba. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Look at that. consulted the uh, Google machine. consulted the internet, and it was Pogba. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. a random one to know, too. I mean, I I guess he's good in international play, but he's, like, one of the most disappointing careers at the club level in recent memory, probably. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting. There you go. Paul Pogba. Yeah, not not Mm -hmm. in this France squad. He's hurt, but that's okay. But, you know, Wes, how many soccer players do you know right now? (laughs) None. You can Let, name one. No, no. Come don't on, don't put me on the spot on, on this. Wes. Literally, I don't know. I don't. Harry I'm, Kane. I'm, I'm being honest. Like I. Harry Kane. Harry Kane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know their names. I I didn't save that. You don't know Pulisic. No, I did not <laughs> save the information. Like I watched the game. Wow. I watched the ball roll he around. He messy and I watched him. Okay, yeah, but if, <laughs> I don't even know if my brain would come up. If you said, oh, yeah, you know Messi, I was like, yeah, I know yeah, Messi. Yeah, I know that guy. But it's not anything that there's effort. As Pre- <laughs> Preston, you think I'm coming along to soccer? Preston is the guy. I don't know why I felt like you were coming along He's, a little more than you are. I, 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 know, I know this is what you're not tuned in for, but I was watching Tunisia France, and there was the dude sitting on the bench, and he had his legs crossed like he was going at a, having tea and reading a newspaper. <laughs> and it was so soccerish. It was the most soccer thing. He just had his legs crossed over. He was sitting on the bench just hanging out, and it was a player. Was, was he also pretending that his foot was about to fall off? <laughs> that was amazing. That was the coolest thing I've seen on the soccer match so far. Um, you see Putting like his body on the line for he, his country. He was just hanging out. I've Are never you taking seen... requests today? Am I taking requests? Yeah. Sure. Okay. We got a text here from an unnamed texter in the text line just asking you to please say John Abraham. Abraham. <laughs> Via Charlie Strong. Yeah. That's yeah. great. I appreciate somebody remembering that and calling back. Thank today. you for the call, That's good. Yeah, we're taking requests today. 803-404-6100. Love to phone line. Firehouse Subs text line. More on Carolina's OC search next. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen with Pearson Fowler, Chris Clark, and Wes Mitchell. On the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. Eleven thirty-seven Wednesday morning. Welcome back into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Pearson, Preston, Wes, Chris here with you. Lots of OC talk on the show today. Carolina searching. No timeline. Shane Beamer was on with Terry and Jay yesterday, and as y'all talked about yesterday, he's not going to rush it. There are some interesting timelines. There are some deadlines here. Um, I guess I'll just ask you. I'll probably ask you every day until the hire is made. Do you have any better idea, Chris, of what the timeline might be? No. I mean, I think what Shane Beamer said yesterday here on the program uh, was probably, you know, accurate. I don't think that was just coach speak in that, look, we all know the dates that, that are so important that are adjacent to the search. That is, you know, Beamer and his assistant coaches can all go on the road starting on Friday. Um, 
you know, Beamer is allotted one in-person uh, off-campus visit with each prospect in the 23 class that he wants to go visit. Um, so they'll schedule those out. Um, there's six total, you know, for those prospects between now and the end of January, and there's like a three-week dead period in there. So obviously, I mean, that's getting cranked up this week, mm-hmm. you know, and you're going to be fielding some questions and feeling like you, you know, want to have answers for prospects there. You have the transfer portal opening next week where people can officially jump in. Non-graduate transfers can can officially jump in. And then, you know, a little bit later, but still an important date, January 16th, NFL early entry deadline. Mm-hmm. And there are several guys on this team, particularly on the offensive side of the ball, as it turns out, uh, that are going to have decisions to make. And so that's another layer to this. So Shane Beamer's aware of all that. Um, I think he's... Not a, this is a paraphrase, but, you know, he wants to get it done sooner than later. But you also want to make sure that for the long-term health of your program and the short-term, you know, mm-hmm. uh, next season, that you get the right guy in. Question for the group. Um, so, obviously, Spencer Rattler decision looms very large for South Carolina's football team for next season. Also, the Spencer Rattler decision... I would dare say probably has a lot of um, additional effects on the rest of the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I'm if I'm Juice Wells and Rattler says, actually, let's run this thing back. I think there's probably a better chance if I'm a wide receiver that I come back with my guy who I've developed quite a bit of continuity with and um, spent a lot of time with and really just sort of hit it off with versus – my guy leaves, my quarterback leaves. Um, you know, that could maybe expand to some of the other guys on the offensive side as well. They all have individual decisions they have to make, and I think we have to remember that. They got to do what's best for them. But how much weight do you put, if you're Shane Beamer, into making this a hire that fits Spencer Rattler, even knowing he's not – necessarily even going to be back Mm. but the weight of if you did have him back next season and what that would mean for your program long term i would i in in a vacuum i would say you should never ever make a coordinator decision zero out of ten because of one player yeah however uh this is life not everything is like black and white set in stone so in this case do you consider that I still think it has to be no. And I feel like Carolina, I think it is I think it is comfortable for fans to go get a system coordinator because you feel like you know what you're getting. It's a known commodity. I feel like you need someone that's not going to be a system quarterback for the reasons that you mentioned. If, you, if he comes in thinking he's got Spencer and then he comes in and he's coaching Luke Doty or Braden Davis or whoever else, that's going to be different. After coaching those guys, I mean, you can try to recruit – to a certain type of player, but you need to be flexible. And then that's why I think somebody with a resume like Kendall Bryles, who's been in a variety of different places, Baylor, FAU, Houston, Florida State, Arkansas, or Graham Harrell, who's been at Southern Cal, who's now at West Virginia, who's been at North Texas, someone that has dealt with a different, you know, different skill sets, different levels of talent is to me more valuable than someone like Liam Cohen, who might know really, really well how he wants to construct his pro style offense or somebody like Willie Korn who might know really, really well how to install a coastal kind of offense, I think there's value in the flexibility for that reason, even if it means, you know, not getting someone specifically with Spencer in mind. Do y'all 
retake. <laughs> Do y'all have an idea of the role that this coordinator will play on the staff? And I guess what I mean, is he going to be a play caller, one, or is he going to be a recruiter, one? Where does the role of recruiting sort of come into this particular hire for for Shane or in staff? Yeah, you know, I'll speak more in general on it. Um, I, I think a lot of times your your OC and your DC, to an extent, your offensive line coach as well. I, I think on field development, um, in the case of OC DC play calling, game planning, structuring um, what you want to do on that side of the ball, is far more important than recruiting. I, I think at other positions, the recruiting aspect has to be right there. I, I think for for this spot, you want a guy who can put together the absolute best offense he possibly can. The rest will sort of take care of itself. I, mm-hmm. I think it is a huge bonus. Like if, if everything was equal and I was trying to decide between two guys and I was like, well, this guy has a dynamic personality. This guy doesn't. I'm like, oh, we'll get some recruiting boost off of this guy. I'm going to go hire him. However, first priority to me has to be who who do I think is the best offensive coordinator I can hire in terms of structuring an offense, game planning on game week, and then in-game adjustments. Beamer talked um, on 107.5 about you don't necessarily have to go hire a guy that's called plays before, but it is very valuable because – you just that's that's a skill and, and like any skill, um, having experience at it and knowing what it's like to be under the gun, like under that pressure of calling a play, um, you know, in the stadium, in the atmosphere, all the variables that go into each play call, that, that is very valuable. So I, I would put all those things above recruiting, but you know, if you're good on offense, you're receiving your receivers coach can recruit to a great offense. Your running backs coach can recruit yeah. to a great offense. That guy can be and you have other good recruiters on your staff. Yeah, that guy can honestly be the most boring guy in the world yeah. if he's putting up huge numbers. The way that Jay asked the question yesterday, and again, for those of you that missed it and want to hear it, it was about 30 minutes with Jay and Terry and Coach Beamer yesterday. It's on the podcast page, 1075thegame.com. The way that Jay framed the question was about like play calling on Saturday as opposed to building the offense and coaching the guys up and teaching the plays and teaching the concepts. And I, I guess, Wes, my question for you, how much of that is already, in general, or even with the staff, a group effort? And, and I guess the the B of that is, like, if you get someone that's just going to call plays that's maybe not as good during the week, like, you have the rest of the offensive staff that I imagine is already involved in putting together these game plans, correct? Yeah, everybody on the offensive side is involved, but it ultimately comes down to, and de- depending on the structure of your staff, sometimes the head coach is more involved, sometimes the head coach is less involved, also depends on your head coach's background as well. But for the most part, the job game week wise is for the OC to take all the information, all the ideas from his assistants who are helping formulate the ideas and then chop some of the ideas away, say, nope, we're not doing that. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like this. I like this. And then to put it into a cohesive game plan, I would say it's still very important to have that guy that can take all the ideas Mm -hmm. and say, this is something that meshes kind of that cross-section of this works against our opponent, this works with our current personnel, um, there are some complementary ideas here where plays build off of other plays. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I, I made the point, I guess, yesterday, it's not easy. Like, this is not an easy thing. Like, this is this is a highly 
valued skill set if you can do all those things. So a a, a great OC, um, you know, I, again, I don't even worry about the recruiting aspect. A great OC, if you can do all those things, people are going to want to play for you, uh, I think. And, and when I bring up Spencer, it's not even more so necessarily about the skill set. To me, it's more like, all right, is this a guy, if I'm Spencer Rattler and I'm making this big decision, is it a guy that I'm going to hear, oh, this is the OC, and go, well, my mind's made up. I'm going to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Or am I going to hear, or am I going to think, well, I need to come back and go off yeah. with this guy. You know, I, I don't even know necessarily if it's about the scheme, but just more so about does it does he connect with this OC and is it someone that will bring a plan that everybody's going to be like, wow, this this guy is impressive, yeah. I think. One more question just about the skill set with all of this in mind. Uh, we'll just kind of collectively hold that thought. 803-404-6100. Your thoughts as well. One more segment here to go. So any other thoughts that you have today on the OC search, let us know in the Love Chevy phone line or the Firehouse Subs text line. Get all of us on Twitter at Pearson Fowler. Coach B tweets, Wes Mitchell, GC, GC, Chris Clark. It's the Game Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen with Pearson Fowler, Chris Clark, and Wes Mitchell. On the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. Hey, man, it's in front of noon. Welcome back in. A few minutes left here on the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Pearson, Preston, Wes, Chris getting fired up in the next room. Tunisia hanging on for dear life. France pushing for an equalizer there. Socceroos still up on Denmark. I'm just going to have to, I'm just looking at you, see if there's an expression of like, ah, so we'll see. Wes is trying to, trying to trick me there. I didn't fall for that one. Um, We were talking about the difference between play calling versus play design, i.e. Sunday to Friday, as opposed to your responsibilities on Saturday. So I will ask all three of you now. There are two candidates. They're identical. One is named Wet Missile, and the other (laughs) one is named... Gris, Mark. They're the same candidate, but Gris, A-plus play caller, his play design, his game planning, it's like a B. Wet, A-plus game plan guy, can draw plays all day. His play calling and situational stuff's probably about a B. Who's the better candidate for South Carolina specifically? Give me the play caller, I think. Okay, Preston. Give me the play caller. That's that's what I say. Okay, so the game plan's not that important. Got it. <laughs> no, uh, but I, I think you can. If you're the head coach, if I'm the head coach, do I? I'm assuming in uh, this uh, fantasy world of yours again that uh, <laughs> I I know his strengths and weaknesses, and I'm gonna sort of feed off of that and be like, hey guys, we're gonna give some extra help to. Uh, Gris, Mark, mm-hmm. um, or whichever one was the great play caller, and I made that more confusing than it needed to be. Yes, uh, but yeah, we're we're gonna supplement it a little bit, and then okay. on game day, be like, go dial this thing up, man. Right. So, I mean, it, it sounded like Garrett Riley was a long shot anyway, and he may just be good at all of it. He has only been, unless I'm mistaken, he's only been an OC calling plays for three years. Liam Cohen. Same thing. I've only done it for three years. Some of the other guys, I mean, I guess Kendall Bryles, just by virtue of being the oldest and having the most experience actually calling plays, it, does that need to be at more of a premium? I mean, it, it could be. I mean, 
and and Beamer talked about that a little bit yesterday with Jay and just you know kind of the experience level and it's it's not I think he didn't like directly answer it because he's not slamming the door on anything right he's he didn't even talked about lower levels so who who are we talking about the other day uh Shippensburg and Edinburgh or whatever you yeah. know with Mike Mer- Mike Yurkich. um so he didn't rule out lower levels doesn't have to be a guy that's called plays for 40 years but certainly when you um are kind of looking at what you want a guy that has a proven track record over like a longer period of time um that could end up being something that you lean towards because this is I mean, this sounds silly to say it's an important hire, okay? I mean, obviously. But, you know, it's not your first hire. Um, It's your second hire, and you've got a chance to get some guys back, and you need to make this a leap year in recruiting. It's it's a pretty critical hire. And so um, I I think the experience factor could be – um, of comfort, maybe yes, to, to a coach, and you feel like you're maybe taking less of a risk. I guess, yeah. You could say. I mean, a lot of times, you know, you you go through someone's bio, their Wikipedia page, or whatever, and it's passing game coordinator, run game coordinator, and there, and there are differences in the way the different staffs are structured. But this seems like one specifically where Carolina just needs a play caller. And in fact, it's I would say it's uh, Carolina fans are are attuned to that because probably the name that we have had texted to this show the most today has been G.A. Mangus. Someone that I think the coaching staff, excuse me, that the fans just want to just stand on the sideline and just call plays. Just show up on Saturday, call plays for three hours, and go home. <laughs> well, I mean, G.A. was a pretty good recruiter, too. So. Yeah, yeah. But, but I guess I guess the point is, fans don't want people drawing stuff up on the whiteboard on Tuesday afternoon. People want... They want Steve Spurrier to come out of retirement for three hours every week and just call some ball plays. Yeah, you know, and I said I said the play caller, absolutely, but also you can't discount how you get to the plays. And I yeah. think more importantly than just drawing the plays up, we need somebody who's able to communicate his system to the players. Because yeah. you can draw whatever you want and you can call whatever you want, but if the players don't know what's going on, that's going to be a very difficult breach to fill. Yeah. It's a, it's a big hire, as Chris mentioned. Uh, fortunately, as Shane Beamer told us yesterday, it's uh, it's going to be probably easier to make this hire, or at least you're going to have a better pool of candidates this time than you did a couple of years ago. And that's a huge credit to Shane Beamer and, and no small part thanks to Carolina's success there in those last couple of games to push their regular season to 8-4. and four. Have a lot of people excited about the direction of this football program right now. That's all we have time for today. Appreciate you guys chiming in on the text line, on the phone line, being a part of the show, listening, as always. We'll be back tomorrow, and the halftime show is coming up next. Don't forget, Ray Tanner on with Terry and Jay later on this afternoon. For children who had difficult, even dangerous childhoods, the ghosts of Christmas past are terrifying. I dreaded Christmas before Boys Town. I feared that break, being at home and not at school. A Boys Town Christmas changes lives. Boys Town Christmas teaches children that there are people in their lives that love them and care about them and want them to have those moments of joy. With every donation this holiday season, you can send a Christmas card directly to a Boys Town youth with a message of hope. Visit boystown.org today. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first 
$5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.